0: and welcome to the House Conspiracy Podcast, a show about the house and on the house. I'm Jonathan O'Brien, and I'm the founding creative director at House Conspiracy. Today, I'm talking to Adele grobler delitt and it's a relatively narrow discussion. We talk about what it's like for her to be a Christian artist in 2017, and it's interesting because Adele is right when she says she's a rare beast. And so we talk about that aspect almost exclusively on the show, which makes sense. Her whole life seems to operate through the lens of faith. Now, before we begin... Here's just some regular housekeeping. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts, and you can visit us at houseconspiracy.org to learn more about our artists and to see how we can support you. Also, you can join our mailing list. It's worth it. And now onto the show. As I write this introduction Adele is in her studio with a gas mask on which has me wondering should I have a gas mask on? No she tells me but there are fumes. Turpentine and linseed oil she says can cause nerve damage after prolonged exposure. It happened to a teacher of hers. Adele is looking after herself now and this is part of it. But she's still not afraid to make a mess. The floor of Studio One is covered in discarded magazines, scrunched up paper towels, and half-stacked piles of books. In the middle of the room is Adele's work desk, where the painting, cutting, and planning magic happens. On the walls around the studio, where the master Adele addresses me, there are cutouts from magazines, strange objects, little pastiches, accompanying selected pieces of scripture, all of which reference or include lions. Adele reads one of them on this podcast, and so now I'll hand over to her. Here's Adele grobler delitt You've been in and out. You've been in three days a week, three, four days a week. Yeah. Yep. More than maybe.
1: Um, I was here pretty much full day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, like eight hours, both all three of those days. So been pretty good
0: mostly doing collage stuff or um
1: well I, I just uh, did that on the first couple of days um uh and as I was like oh I can't do any more collage I need a break then I'd start painting do a couple of studies and I just finished the last collage this morning actually mm-hmm. I still need to do one more so yeah it's kind of like I've got a few things on the go rather than focusing on one thing
0: and is it all part of the one body of work that you yeah, working on? For
1: you? Yeah. So I'm making the collages and then I paint them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So
0: I've... you make you make the collages and then, as in, you paint over the collages or no, you expand I make... the collages to a larger.
1: Yes, I make a painting of the assembled collage. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And is that similar to the work you've done in the past?
1: I have done that in the past. It's probably been a good year and a half since I've worked with collage. Um, so. It's been a while, so but I I find it's, it's useful for this experiment. So
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the experiment you're undertaking here at Houseconspiration? So Conspiracy?
1: at the moment I'm referencing scripture, um, and I it's come to my attention in the beginning of the year how little I knew what was actually written in the Bible, and as I've um, really taken it uh, upon myself to. I guess, have an understanding of what is in there, I've also noticed how f- how little other people know of what is actually in the Bible. And if they do have some sort of an idea, uh, often that scripture is taken out of context. Mm-hmm. So we'll reference a part of scripture without actually knowing who it was written for, um, when it was written, who it was written by, what was the, the cultural context of it, and then... Uh, I guess it gets warped and taken out of context. So that's my starting point. Um, Yeah, and I'm hoping to highlight that, that when you completely warp it and take it out of context, it doesn't make sense. You need to be, I guess, somewhat take some sort of responsibility on how you how you read stuff mm-hmm. and, and embed to,
0: yourself in the context.
1: Yeah, so uh by uh I guess uh, juxtaposing them against something that has absolutely no relationship to it, I want to see what that looks like if you take a specific scripture and you put it next to a bowl of tomatoes. There's it's completely out of out of context and it changes the whole entire message and idea of it. So
0: so yeah. it's almost first and foremost uh, an educative sort of uh, yes. experiment.
1: Yeah. Yes, and it's something that, that started with me. I realized how little I knew, and it started with one scripture that I read in January, and I was like, I didn't even know that was in the, the Bible. That what makes, was the scripture? It was uh, 2 Samuel 23 verse 20, which says, um, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. And I was like, wow.
0: Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of of really beautiful um, work in the Bible and obviously as a contemporary Christian artist, you're sort of engaged with that. In your application to House Conspiracy, you described being a contemporary Christian artist as problematic. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what you you meant by that. What do you mean by it's problematic to be?
1: Because um, I've often come up against, um, I guess people have a preconceived idea about Mm -hmm. what a Christian is and that comes down to lack of education and understanding of what it actually means and I guess if you pinpoint the root of that is to actually not know what the Bible says. So I've come up against um, some harsh uh, criticism, uh, even alienation and that sort of stuff. Um, when When I tell people I'm a Christian painter, they expect me to be painting
0: stills of jesus
1: yes yes on a cross and i don't know writing jesus i love you or which is all true but <laughs> you know i'm I, i'm i guess somewhat trying to break that stereotype as well that it's not what the idea that people have um and and i and i think i can do that because i had that idea as well before i was a christian so i'm first and foremost very guilty of that uh Uh, on that bandwagon of being uneducated and actually not knowing what this stuff means.
0: And your work is very contemporary. It's sort of very text heavy Mm. painting, obviously. And we'll talk about this later, a lot of hermeneutics. Um, What was your art like before you were a Christian?
1: Um, Before I was a Christian, I um, made a lot of, I guess, figurative art. My identity was completely wrapped in art, um, I don't think I, uh, I, I was able to see myself as a person if I wasn't a painter, if I wasn't an artist. So I, um, at all costs, I think wanted to be commercially successful. So I think I was driven with whatever that, uh, entailed. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very much to do with my identity, um, uh, with depression um stuff like that, so it was really kind of wrapped up in in all of that
0: and your work is still largely wrapped up in your identity and depression and mental illness stuff, but with a new angle now what 's different
1: it's coming from victory not it's it's not it 's running from victory, not towards it, so I have been victorious in this, so it 's almost like in hindsight kind of. From that angle, um, you know I I used to be very very suicidal uh, before I um, started making this work and before I, I became a Christian, I was actually going to commit suicide so to look at that past now to make work about that it's it's completely from a different angle so yeah, I don't know if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah no no it does so so it's almost it's do you, would you see perhaps in a In a retrospective of your your life's work in your twenty something years, which obviously you won 't have a retrospective yet is is there a logical continuity between between your work sort of pre faith and your work now, or is it sort of like a major flip
1: um no, I think it's a major flip yeah it's it's a completely major flip because uh specifically when you have i keep identity in mind i did not know who what my id was i um where now i i know what my identity is i have my real identity now and that is first and foremost in christ before that i had a fake id i had a fake id and a somewhat expired id so yeah that's it's it's completely on the flip side of that so
0: yeah yeah right okay so 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 it is like sort of a complete Evolution and now, sort of that, as you said, you're you're coming at it sort of in response to your own and other people's ignorance towards text. Does that make sort of the hermeneutics of the creative process that you're going through? Does it make it quite quite an academic um, structural process in terms of how you're creating your work now?
1: Um, yes, in some in in some ways, yes. Um, it's still very. Um, uh, spontaneous um but I do have to be a bit more responsible with what I what I put on there I have to do my research as well so I uh, it it does it, it it is in that sense and it's also an education on myself so I am constantly learning like whoa I didn't understand that this is what that perhaps meant or you know if I look at scripture I'm like oh man I had that the whole way wrong you know uh, I thought this happened at this time and then if I look into it oh it's completely the, the other way so um yeah, it's it's definitely and, – and I think an education for, for first and foremost for myself. So, and then yeah. sort of
0: expressing the the spoils of that education, the most valuable parts within your work?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: So um, in terms of that in, and in terms of sort of how you undertake hermeneutics, obviously um, a lot of the Bible sort of has multiple interpretations. There are, you know, there's a whole tradition of theology essentially. Um how do you, how do you know when you've when you've sort of centered upon the right or the most the most valid to you in interpretation? Is it is it about seeking objective truth or is it about sort of seeking the the version of it which resonates best with you?
1: Um, I think I'm, if I'm understanding you right, um, there are certain things that are um, solid and concrete. And there are, of course, parts of it that is a bit more vague, that is uh, slightly a little bit more open to interpretation. Um, uh, I think also that has to do with because some of the text is that old, um, you know, um, and and other reasons like that. But, um, yeah, so there are parts that are uh, non-negotiable, if, yeah. Am I understanding what you're asking correctly?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was sort of wondering, like, in, in terms of, you know, the parts that are negotiable, you know, like a large part of sort of the Old Testament, particularly like sort of Genesis, Exodus. Um, I don't know. How, how do you go about sort of finding the interpretation of that? And a lot of sort of the parables too. There are a lot of sort of, I mean, there's still a lot of theological debate mm-hmm. around them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I, I cannot claim that I have all the answers, or that no, I even no. uh, understand even oh, the uh, just a teeny bit of it. Like it's it's way over my head. Um, but it's it is a process. It is something that I am um, uh, uh, submissive in that I can learn in this. Still, I am still learning. I don't have all the answers, but um, what I would do is I would look at the historical content of it, uh, who it was written, you know, towards, who it was written by, what was happening at that time period. And there's so many, you know, we live in, in, in such a, uh, a, a, a great culture today, especially in Australia, that there's so many resources, there's so many scholarly things written on this, you know, so the, the options are there to, to read further. And, you know, um, for myself as well. I obviously meditate on this. I meditate into it. I get really immersed in this. I'm, I'm in it, you know, and yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it's a long process is it, that you're undertaking.
1: It, it is. Um, but it's not a, a, a straining process. It's not mm-hmm. by st- a straining process by any means. Um, some parts I don't always understand it with my head. But my heart understands it. I understand it with my heart. And that will eventually come into fruition. But some some of the stuff, man, I read it and I'm like, I have no idea what this means. I have no idea what this means. But that doesn't mean I go and take it out of context. Yeah, I right. go, hang on. It's okay to not know what something means. But then I, I try and take the responsibility on myself. If someone was to ask me, hey, what does this mean? If I don't know let me know. let me check let me check into it rather than just going it means this and this and this or tweaking it to suit my lifestyle
0: mm-hmm. mm. which yeah is is often something that sort of a lot of the more zealous pastors out there sometimes can be a little bit guilty of
1: i guess yep yeah, they can be yep
0: yeah. um so in in your application also you sort of uh you sort of mentioned um Political correctness and sort of whatnot. Is it is it difficult sort of to be a, a Christian artist, particularly within an art scene that is sort of homogeneously left wing, sort of anti religious almost?
1: Um, yes, it can be, and and that's exactly what I what I meant when I also said it can be problematic. Um, I often come up against um, heavy criticism, but you know, I
0: how is that criticism framed? Or what is it
1: uh what do you mean like
0: what's the criticism you come up against um, uh
1: i'm uh, at at point at times i've I've not been even able to express why I see something a different a different way just the fact that I see it the different way it's like well, now the chord's chopped like we can't we we can't even enter into a discussion about it um just because you sit on the other side of of the fence on some stuff so and I think that that is that can be challenging but um it's also encouraging I think because you know there needs to be more conversations that happen and um just because someone thinks different to me um that doesn't mean I can I guess bulldoze them with my opinion let's you know let's let's find out well why do you think that way why do why do i think this way so let's have a let's have a chat so yes in a in a uh, a society where uh, you know being a christian is i guess the swimming upstream um in the art scene um it can definitely be uh, difficult and problematic but at least it's something different
0: yeah um so in in terms of that sort of sense of um swimming upstream do you find um do you find that there are many contexts for the, for the display of Christian work? And actually, actually, I want, I want to backtrack. I want to backtrack. I did have another question. It just sort of slipped my mind. Um, and that question was sort of, what is, where is the line sort of between like, because I think everyone, especially sort of in the, in the current era is sort of trying to figure this out. Where is that line between sort of, quote unquote, bulldozing someone with your opinions and respectful debate? How do, you, how do you negotiate that?
1: Um, so I guess from a Christian perspective um, that I think that the, the amazing thing about grace, you know, and, and I have been given so much grace on my life, it's not even funny, is I'm so fortunate and blessed in that sense that I came from a very different background so that gives me a lot of hindsight into why someone might think this way, because I used to think that way what as well. Was, so, What it, was that background? So, you know, I, I wasn't a Christian my whole life. I became a Christian a year and a half ago. I wanted absolutely nothing to do with God, the church, whatever. You know, if someone was like so much as saying any of that, I would get really angry. I was very depressed. I was suicidal. I hated my life I just had no purpose and you know so not saying that um people who aren't Christian that's what they have like no no, that's that's not the case but I, I have come across people who might be like that and who might not be like that but it's not up to me to go hey you're wrong or how you think is wrong like okay if if you think that way and you know even after what I have said you still choose to think that way. That's totally cool. Like, you know, who am I to say to you, you can't think that way. So what,
0: what sort of opinions of yours sort of shifted when you became Christian, like how drastic was the shift?
1: Um, The the shift was really drastic in that. I thought that I, um, you know, when I started to, when the, when the ball sort of started rolling a bit, you know, I was heavily under the impression that um, I There was no salvation for me, not from God, not from call it whatever you wish. There was no salvation for me. I had made too big of a mess of my life and there was nothing that could clean up the mess that I made. There was no hope. And that is um, also something that comes down to not being educated in what the word actually says. You know, I I was heavily under the impression as well that if I could get... Um, baptized by water that that would give me a clean slate you know like no one needs to know what happened, what my life was like, all that stuff that would just be a new beginning and that's actually not the case. so that was a, a huge breakthrough for me to understand that you know that I I am I am uh, um, worthy of being redeemed and of salvation where I didn't I didn't think that I really I couldn't see that I couldn't see that there was reconciliation
0: for me. And a baptism is is less of a clean slate and more of a pact, right? More of a promise?
1: It's more of a, it's actually just a public declaration of that I identify what Jesus did on the cross for me, that he um, died for my sins and three days later he was resurrected so that I can have a relationship with him today. And it's a public declaration of I, I identify with that rather than what my idea was that, Something happens, and then I come up, and then, woo, new mm-hmm. slate. And that's that's not the case. So I was desperately wanting to be baptized, but the penny hadn't actually dropped. I just wanted, like, can someone just give me a clean slate, please? Like,
0: And I so if, ba- if, if, if baptism wasn't the thing that ticked you over, what, what was? Like, what was the moment, maybe?
1: I don't think that there was one specific moment. There. Well, there there was. There was... There was a few moments that built up to it, but I went on this thing that through our church, you know, which I'm a member of now, um, they have this thing called Victory Weekend, and it's where the women in the church get together, uh, pray together, we have a few speakers, and they speak on specific topics, um, and I keep a journal, um, which I do till this day, Uh, I keep a journal on, you know, pretty much every day, and I said to God, whether I really believed all this stuff at this point or not, I was starting to think, okay, maybe there is a God, maybe there is a Jesus that did die for me, and all of this stuff is maybe real. I said to God that I will go on this weekend, and I will fully believe all this stuff that all these women are saying, that you are this real, if you can show me someone that's lived my life, that's done all the bad stuff that I did, that had all the addictions that I had and they were able to make, I always say this wrong, a 180, not a 360. (laughs) They were able to have a 180. Mm -hmm. And, you know, up until that point I was still apprehensive. I was still a bit like, you know, because I'd been to that crossroad a few times in my life before and you know, the crossroad
0: towards um, Christianity, or yes,
1: like oh, maybe I should, you know, I should go to church. But see, it was always based on what I can do, like how good of a person, what do I do, you know? And you, you'll burn out. It's it's not because it's not truth either. It's not biblical. All this works, you know. oh be a good person, all that stuff. Because I'm fallible, right? I'm going to disappoint people, and people are going to disappoint me. But um, yeah. And then when I was at this victory weekend, um, some chick got up and she started speaking and she shared her testimony, which was my testimony, which was my life story. And I just started weeping, like literally the ugly sobbing that you get. And I was like, I realised then that this is the crossroad now. It's, you know, I've, I've, you know, I guess you could some way lightly say that God came to the party and I said that I need to see someone who has walked a mile or fifty miles in my shoes, and I saw that, so I could either go back to living life the way that I used to and still not believe or whatever, mm-hmm. or I could go fine you've you know you've delivered so i and that that deliverance was so huge, and it was such a breakthrough that and that's the same day I got baptized, and things have never been the same since. Since then, so...
0: And that was in March of last year?
1: Yes, March 2016.
0: Have you found yourself sort of a, a more prolific artist since then?
1: What do you mean, like...
0: Like like making more work, sort of larger amount of excitement? Did that sort of shift, um, or...?
1: My purpose shifted. My purpose shifted that um, I will... I have to share this. I can't keep quiet about what has the transformation that's happened in my life and people have seen it people who have known me before I was a Christian have seen the transformation I couldn't go back you know when something like that happens when you experience such a huge encounter with God like you're flawed you you can't go back making I couldn't go back making art about I don't know my depression and my family because that was it was no longer there, right? The depression was no longer there. The anxiety, the 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 the, the suicidal tendencies, it wasn't there. So it was a huge shift for me. Um, I won't say necessarily that I made a lot more work or whatever, but I definitely had a different purpose behind my behind my work. Right, um, the
0: ethos behind it. Had shifted. Yeah,
1: and I wasn't chasing success as such, which was really my drive beforehand. Um,
0: what are you chasing now?
1: I'm just happy that I, could, if I could share one painting with one person, you know, and one person can see and get an education on this. And it's not for me about whether I am commercially represented by a gallery or if anyone buys my art. I I, I really don't care about that. If someone really wants to buy my stuff, that's great. But, you know, they can also have it for free if they want because the gospel's free, right? So um, I I kind of keep that in mind. And um, I just want to keep making and for as many people to – see this to at least have the option of hearing this right because if I'm saying that this thing transformed my life as much as I'm saying it did I have to share that with someone because if it really transformed me as much as I say that I did I'd be that it did then I'd be doing them an injustice if I don't share that and they can choose then whether they believe it or not that's 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 totally up to them but it's my responsibility to at least Share that
0: mm. um do what what uh not sect, what denomination of Christianity do you belong to
1: so our church is what is i guess called a non denominational church mm-hmm. so but if you look at church history, um I guess you could trace it back to um after the reformation um you know uh so I guess technically speaking you would say. Back history would be Baptist or Pentecostal yep. or something like that. So yeah, I'm not too clued up on yeah. that. But so with quite on.
0: with quite a focus on sort of testimony. Yes, within the testimony.
1: church? Yeah. Uh, yes, we share a lot of testimony in the church, but the, the, the focus is the cross. Yes, and yeah, of course. Jesus, where a lot of other churches, it might not be the cross or whatever, which is really the story of the Bible, right? The the headline is Jesus died on the cross. If you remove Jesus and the cross.
0: You're left sort of with the Hebrew scriptures,
1: yes, you you're left with religion,
0: yeah. well, so. you're left with yeah Judaism, I guess,
1: yeah. So if you leave that out and it's kind of the the tagline of the story, right,
0: yeah, totally. it's it's the it's the core turning point, it's, yes, yeah, it's it's what makes it it. So, um, as you sort of work on these collages and then painting these collages at house conspiracy, what's what's lined up next for Adele Grober do
1: so I I don't know I guess just uh, have people see this um you know it it actually I I'd had this idea for a long time and I was coming into this house I was like I don't know if I should is it time now to do that you know to look at that you know and the first day that I was here I just spent the day actually looking at what is in the house and what sort of stuff is here and I actually found this this book here which is called um new writing or whatever an anthology edited by someone um and i just flicked through it and i came upon this story here called the honeymoon disease by matt thorne and it's a bunch of short stories in this book Mm -hmm. you've probably read this book
0: i have not read it but but i flicked
1: through it and i was just like looking for anything to give me inspiration while i was in this house here and i read a little bit of the story and it was actually talking about Christ and saying, Christ is risen, all this stuff, you know, we're in church and we're praying and stuff. And I was like, huh, okay, it's a Christian story. And as much as I then, I I tried to like scroll through the rest of it and I was like, I I don't get the vibe of the story. And I actually sat down and I read the entire story that afternoon and it's actually not a Christian story. But that's the whole point of this, that I couldn't make an assessment or a judgment call on what that story is by just reading- that wee bit, because it's taking it out of context, right? I saw what I wanted to see. I saw Christ. I was like, oh, it's a Christian story, blah, blah, blah. So that's, I guess, the aim of this is to highlight that, you know, it has to be in context. So what's next? I, I mean, I have a pretty big book to work through, right? There's a lot of scriptures.
0: So. There's a lot of scripture. <laughs> Are you working through the whole, the whole book?
1: No, I'm working through specific scriptures that has the word lion in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that first scripture was about Lion, and I'm reading a book called Chase the Lion, and I was like, oh, there's I don't think that's a coincidence. So I'm going with scriptures that I've pulled out, and there's so many with Lion, but I've chosen 10 that some are a bit ambiguous, some are not so ambiguous. Um, yeah, so I'm focusing on that at the moment, but I don't know what's next. I don't know. I'm totally op- open to... Whatevs, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. There, are, there are a lot of lions in the Bible. There's David and the lion's den. I know. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the other stuff with lions. There's and, tons of lions. The Romans loved lions.
1: And also, the lion um, has a different, I guess, um, is a different metaphor at different parts in the Bible. So that's that's something to keep in mind as well. It's not. But see, if you don't look at it in context, you mm. might associate it with one or the other. So,
0: And Aslan, of course, in Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe is a metaphor for God and he's a lion.
1: Yes, in C.S. Lewis's book, yep.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that all sounds pretty good. Where can people find you online just as we wrap up?
1: Um, I have a website, which is just Um I have an Instagram page and a Facebook page, so...
0: Wonderful. They're like yeah. Adele Grobler art, Adele Grobler Dilit art.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So mm.
0: wonderful. Well, thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me. Thank you. The House Conspiracy podcast is produced at House Conspiracy by me, Jonathan O'Brien, and Tyler William Morrison. Mixing and editing by Tyler William Morrison. And music by the Reverend Isha Ramdas. If you'd like to support House Conspiracy, you can do so at houseconspiracy.org slash donate. And you can learn more about what we offer here at houseconspiracy.org. Thanks for listening.